We're talking about being uh, powerful prayer warriors. And the question I ask tonight comes from Luke chapter 11, verse 1. It says, Now it came to pass as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased that one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray. As John also taught his disciples. So the question we're, we're asking tonight is a simple one. Teach us to pray. And, and I guess the, the big thing is, is you need to pray. You really do. It, it's a it's kind of an amazing thought, but if you want answered prayers, you've got to pray in the first place. And it's important who you're praying to. Um, I noticed something different. This week, I heard every day, I, I would talk to somebody about praying, and I prayed with people. And when it was someone who trusts and believes in Christ, praise God, he answered our prayers. I really love game night, but probably one of the most important the things I enjoy most about game night is just the conversation that goes on. And at game night, I heard Jesus Christ answered our prayers then and there when we prayed for him. And then came here Wednesday night, and I someone was saying, here's something we've been praying for. And God directly answered the prayer request. Came to me and I was like, that's awesome. And I see prayer works. Especially to those who are praying to their Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It's interesting. Um, sometimes you'll listen to somebody who may, not, may be struggling in their life. And they say, I, I prayed to God. I prayed to God. I prayed to God. And I noticed something. Um, when they're struggling and, and they feel as if their their prayers aren't being answered and they are struggling in sin, and I don't think they have that close personal relationship with God. They're saying, I pray to God. And I, I could say there's billions of people all over the world who say they're praying to God that they're praying to an absolutely different God than I am. I'm praying to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who's a mediator between God and men. And that makes a difference. I, I really believe that. And I think God will answer prayers. And I think sometimes people need to be steered in the right direction. And it's important that people really do uh, need to be taught to pray. And I just got a prayer request. Um, someone just text, sent me a text message and um, I checked it and it said, uh, could you please pray for Eleanor Decker? How many of you guys know Eleanor Decker? And I see a lot of you guys that have come here for a long time. You know her. Uh, she's moved to New Jersey and gotten married. Again, I believe her name is Eleanor Ritten. Ritter, is that it? Eleanor Ritter. And she's in New Jersey and she's in a nursing care facility. And it looks as if she doesn't have a lot of time left. But Eleanor came to here for church for a long time. So we need to pray. And I've heard about what's been going on 
at Calvary, and I've talked to some of the guys filling in um, there, and I know they're working hard to try and make sure that that pulpit is filled every Sunday. And we're going to be praying. We're going to pray for that church. So what I what I just say, if we have a prayer request, we pray, right? So let's pray. Let's pray for Eleanor, and let's pray for Calvary. Those two requests that we've had tonight. Lord and Heavenly Father, um, I pray for Eleanor Decker. Um, Lord, we know that she was here for a long, long time. And that she loved you. She loves you. And Lord, that um, her heart is still at home in this church. And this church still means so much to her. Lord, she requests our bulletins every week and um, she's interested in what is going on here. And Lord, now as she nears the end of her life, we pray that uh, maybe this might not even be the end of her life, Lord, but that you've got, still got something for her. We pray for her. We pray for her husband and her family in New Jersey. I just pray that you might encourage them, that, Lord, you might uh, work in a way that only you can. We don't know the details right now, but you do. And I pray that you will reach out and work. And Lord, uh, our sister church, Calvary, has asked for prayer. Um, Lord, we know that uh, what has happened there um, with the pastor uh, resigning has come as a surprise to some. And um, Lord, I pray that you might be with the church right now. I pray that you might be with those who come in to fill the pulpit on Sunday. And for those who are working to uh, make sure that the pulpit is full, I pray that you might do work there. I pray for them as they look for a minister that you might provide. And Lord, I pray that you might provide the right man. Um, we, need, we need to make sure that our churches are, keep preaching the gospel and that the name of Jesus is glorified. Lord, I pray that you might help us to stand in the truth and and to do what is right. Lord, I pray um, we talked this morning about what's going on in Albany and Jason McGuire's update for us. I pray that you will work there and that you will help uh, men like Jason who, who work and who strive to do what is right and to stand up for the truth. Lord, I pray that as we um, talk about prayer this evening, that you might just encourage us and help us. Be with us this evening, in Jesus' name, amen. Um, someone asked me, they said, Pastor Scott, how come the, the Lord's Prayer is not a regular routine in our church? And that's something that we don't do every week. I said, I don't know. That was the that was the best answer I could come up with. Um, I said to them, I said, I don't think that there is any. When you look at Jesus, Jesus is saying, "This is how I'm going to teach you to pray." It's not like something that that we should. Jesus doesn't say, "Do this liturgy every week, and that'll make you." A, a little bit closer to God. That's not what this passage says. It says, teach us to pray. I don't, there's nothing wrong with the Lord's Prayer. And I'm sure it's something that, that we could include into our services a couple of times. And, 
And I have uh, once since I talked to them. And um, I just said, when it comes to church, you got to understand that my pa- the only pastor that I remember my whole life is Pastor Dan Baker. And I don't remember him making this a part of the weekly service. And so I've never even considered it or thought about it. But we, we know it. We know the Lord's Prayer, right? And we could probably start off this evening as we uh, looking at the Lord teaching us to pray. We could probably quote it together, couldn't we? So why don't we do that? So he said to them, when you pray, say, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our sins. And forgive us who's trespassing. Sorry, I have the New King James in front of me. And it's not throwing me off. (laughs) And deliver us from evil. For for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Excuse me. I shouldn't have even looked at that. I wouldn't have gotten tripped up. So, but anyways, as we look at this passage of Scripture... And as we ask God, God, tonight, will you teach us to pray? The first thing that I notice and the first thing that I put down here as God has taught us to pray is that the first thing he starts off with is praise. And when we pray to God, how often do we include praise into our prayer? Uh, God's worthy of praise. And he's great and he's awesome. And this morning in the morning service, I tried to paint a picture to you of just, you know, when we looked at Revelation chapter 4, and we looked at the coming of Jesus Christ as the Savior of the world, and and God in flesh. I tried to paint a picture of you, for you, of a God who deserved praise and glory. He deserves us to say, Lord Jesus, thank you so much for being our God. Your name is excellent. Holy is your name. Your kingdom come. And and the next thing that I put up here, not only should we make sure that praise is a part of what we are praying for, but we should pray for the coming kingdom. Um, How many of you were here in Sunday school and heard the Albany Alert? That was kind of... It just breaks your heart. And as you hear that that our world gets worse and worse um, each and every single day, and that it appears that the deceiver is, is deceiving the hearts and minds of mankind into believing a lie, and that right is wrong and wrong is right, uh, we should be praying for God's kingdom to come and come soon, and come quickly. And I, I believe, I don't know, uh, Carol mentioned reading the prayer focus update. The verse that I put in there yesterday. And I said this is going to apply to, I'm not going to talk about it in the Sunday morning service, but it's going to apply to the, to the Sunday morning service. How that God would come, and in that verse it said, Tabernacle among us. He would be among us. God will be our God and we will be his people. They're from Ezekiel. And that had to do with Jesus Christ, but it also has to do 
with the fact that one day Jesus Christ is going to call the church home. And then seven years, he is going to literally, seven years later, he is going to literally establish his kingdom here on earth for a thousand years. And I can't wait for that. And when here in Luke, when he says, your kingdom come, that's what we need to be looking for. Um, we need to be, our, our, the scope of our Christianity, Some of sometimes we as Christians, we pray for the rapture, we pray for the rapture. Um, our, our lives and our faith, don't. it's not like we reach the pinnacle at the moment of the rapture. That's just the beginning of it all. You know, there's heaven to come. There's the thousand-year kingdom of Christ here on this earth. And amazing. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. His kingdom is coming. We're right. We'll be right and wrong. We'll be wrong. No, let me, let me amend that. Right will be right and wrong will be gone. Can we say that? I think that's that can be. And we can look at that. Another thing that we need to be praying for, not only praise, not only for the coming kingdom, but also for God's will. God's will to be done in our life. When we talk about that, this morning in Sunday school, didn't we? You know, we can make plans, but do our plans always go the way that we intended them to? We as Christians, we need to be very, very flexible. We need to be very flexible, and we need to be prepared to do things differently and and to be ready for whatever God would have us to do. This morning we talked about how in our finances, we need to be prepared to follow God's will. And in our business, we can have a plan, but sometimes God's plan might take priority. In our lives here on this earth. We don't know how long our life is. But aren't you glad that according to that verse. In what book did it say that God knows the very months of our life. Did anybody? Does anybody remember from this morning? Yes you got it Sandy. Job. The book of Job says that God knows right down to the time. That we will be here on this earth. Can't you take comfort in that? That God knows how long you're going to be here? And he has it all planned out. We also know that um, we have to make sure that everything we do every day, we take into consideration God's will and and that we trust that he'll take care of us and that we just got to follow him. We have to walk with him. Another thing that And as I kind of look at that, I think about like what we pray for on Wednesday nights or maybe in a prayer meeting as we come together and as we pray. How often is it that we start off in prayer meeting and we make sure that the first thing that we're praying for is praise to the Lord? How often is it that we pray that, that his kingdom will come quickly? But Jesus said, these are important things for you to pray for. And that we'll be able to follow God's will. And that we'll be able to turn when he asks us to turn. And go the way he asks us to go. These things are very, very, very important. But often what we, what we ask prayer for 
is for God's provision, God's provision of health, God's provision of needs. And in this case, uh, God asks us to, to pray for our daily bread. I hope you pray at the dinner table. I hope that's important. Um, it's kind of sad how often that doesn't happen. I talk to kids in Christian homes at a Christian school, and I hear way too often that dinner happens in front of a television set. I go, kind of go, okay, maybe once in a blue moon something like that could happen. Maybe on Super Bowl Sunday night or something like that. Um, but most nights, dinner ought to start with prayer around the table. And I think it's very, very, very important. Um, I, I'm all right with my kids being in soccer. But um, there's just been, whether they have a soccer game and they're gone, when they're gone and we miss that night around the dinner table, we miss it. Um, I miss hearing my daughter say the blessing. I, I really do. I miss that conversation. And I think it's so important that each day we go to God and we, we thank him for the way that he's provided for us. We need to pray to God for forgiveness. Um, as we look in here in Luke chapter 11, forgive us our sins. We're still sinners. Sinners saved by grace. Sinners who fall. We are called to be holy. We are called to live sinless lives to the best of our ability. But we still, we've got problems. We need to go to God and we need to ask for forgiveness for those problems. That's very, very, very important. And we need to make sure that we are, as we look at that, for we also forgive everyone who is indebted to us. We have to pray that we will be as forgiving to others as God is to us. That's hard sometimes, isn't it? We need to make sure that forgiveness is a top priority um, in our lives. Don't hang on to things. And be able to forgive. Like Christ has forgiven you. Because that, that inability to forgive is going to eat at you. It's going to ruin relationship after relationship. And it's going to be a hard one to get over. And then, as I look at this, and do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. So you know what I put up there? I don't find that word there, but I think it. we need to pray for victory. Victory over, I put. So the last thing I see is that we need to pray for victory over temptation. Victory over temptation. Are you going to face temptation? Yep. You're going to face temptation. There's going to be times where you are going to be in a situation where temptation will come. And you need to pray that God will give you victory over that temptation. Do not lead us into temptation. 
If you know what you're tempted, you're tempted by. You have to pray, pray, pray that God will give you victory. If it's your anger that that tempts you and that gets out of control, you need to be a prayer warrior that God will give you victory over it. If it's your tongue that gets you into trouble, you need to pray and pray and pray that God will give you victory over it. If it's your eyes, you need to pray that God will give you victory over it. If it's your heart, you need to pray that God will give you victory over it. So many things can lead us astray and lead us into temptation really fast. We need to pray that we won't be led into temptation. I, I've, I am waiting for the day. I have suggested this many times. Um, but I'm waiting for the day that someone who is battling temptation and the temptation that they have comes from the television or from a computer. And I've said to people, I think when Jesus Christ said, you know, if you are tempted, if you're right, if your eye is causing you to sin, pluck it out. Um, I've thought of that verse often. I think I've shared with you guys before that I used to be a gallery attendant at Bob Jones University's uh, art gallery. And one of the paintings that I had to be an attendant over every Saturday afternoon was one where there was this princess who had this silver platter. And on the silver platter were two eyeballs. That she, and her face had the eyes. It wasn't a pretty picture, but it was religious art. And so it made it and she was presenting them to the priest because her eyes had caused her to sin. And I'm not suggesting that someone go home and pluck out their eyes tonight. But I've said for today, you know, that's that's got to be the same as someone taking their television off the wall and throwing it into the Jenks dumpster out back. Right. Or taking their computer and. And throwing it out of the second story window. And you need to pray that God will deliver you from, from that temptation. You know, I've shared this before. And I'll share it again. Uh, the biggest temptation in my life. I, I really struggled. Right Today I empathize um, with kids and people who battle depression and anxiety. And suicidal thoughts. And um, the music that I listened to when I was a teenager really played a lot, a, a large role in that in my life. And when I surrendered my life to Christ and when I, I turned 17 and um, I said, God, I'm going to follow you with everything that I have. I took my CD collection and I took it and I threw it away as fast as I possibly could. And that was my moment in my life of cutting out my eyes and because they had caused me to sin. Second best decision I made as a teenager. The first was to follow Christ. 
second best decision I made when I was in high school. I've had some better decisions since then. Um, but when I was in high school, before I graduated high school, it was the second best decision I made. And I'm waiting for some day where somebody would say, you know, this is what I'm thinking about doing. And I'm just going to say, if the Lord's telling you to, throw it away. Throw it away. You don't need that. It's trash. Another thing we need victory over. So we need victory over the evil one. It says there, but deliver us from the evil one. We have an adversary, the devil, who is out there trying to, to deceive to destroy you, to ruin your testimony, and he's working as hard as he can. I like what Terry Sampson stood up here and said tonight. She said, we have the enemy, and he's out to give get you, but Jesus is greater. And sometimes people will, will come and they'll talk, want to talk to me about, um, about the devil, and... I understand their concern. I understand their anxiety. But I, but I always say, you know, the name of Jesus Christ is greater. I don't lose sleep about the devil. I don't lose sleep about ghouls and ghosts or demons or because my, my God is greater. Jesus Christ is greater. I know that the devil is real. I understand it. But I know that Jesus Christ is greater. In verses 5 to 8, it says that we need to be persistent in prayer let's read those verses this evening it says and he said to them which of you shall have a friend and go to him at midnight and say to him friend lend me three loaves for a friend of mine has come to me on his journey and i have nothing to set before him and he will answer from within and say do not trouble me the door is now shut and my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give to you. I say to you, though he will not rise, I give to him because he is, a, is his friend. Yet because of his persistence, he will rise and give him as many as he needs. And I, I say, we got a knock and we got a knock and we got a knock. And we got to knock. If your prayer request is that you will be faithful in reading the Bible every day, you got to ask. You got to ask. You got to ask. If your prayer request is that a child will come to know Christ or get back right on the right track, you got to ask. You got to ask. You got to ask. How long? Years, if it takes it. Right? Years. You've got to knock, you've got to knock, and you've got to knock. And like I said this morning, when I hear Christians talking about their prayer requests to Jesus Christ, God answers. He provides. He provides vehicles. He provides health. He provides safety. He provides victory. He provides. He provides. He provides. And then in verse 9, 9 to 13, it says, So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives and he who seeks finds. 
and to him who knocks, it will be open. If a son asks for bread from from his fa- from any father among you, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fr- fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Um, we need to ask, seek, and knock. For God desires to give us good things. He is ready to pour out his grace for our needs. He is ready, he is prepared, and he wants he wants to work in your life. He wants you to be a prayer warrior too. I, I love hearing from prayer warriors, talking to prayer warriors, and seeing what God does in the life of a prayer warrior. And if you're going, you know, I don't know, I don't see God um, working in my life. I don't see God doing things for me. I don't see him answering and, and him at work. You need to be in the word. You need to be a prayer warrior, a prayer warrior. First thing in the morning, pray. God will answer. The dinner table, pray. God will answer. Pray to Jesus Christ. Let's turn in our Bibles to Colossians chapter 1 this morning. This evening, it's not morning anymore. Colossians chapter 1, verses 9 and 10 says, For this reason, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Don't stop praying for God to work. Pray, pray, pray. And I'll leave this with you. For this reason, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and ask. So the moment you hear something, start praying. And don't stop. Pray, pray, pray. Maybe, maybe you're saying, ah, you know what, that Pastor Scott, you give me that list, and it just seems too much. How can I keep track of all that? Um, pick a couple of things and start there. Be consistent. You, you know, you know, just gotta start. Get going. And as you see God answer, he'll give you more of a desire to pray and more of a desire to pray and more of a desire to pray. You know, when I, when I think about things, if you want to make a change in your health, you've got to start someplace. It might be something small. You're not going to go, if you're like, oh, I want to change my health, you're not going to go run a marathon tomorrow, right? At least I hope not. You might not make it to the second mile. Or if you want to, if you want to make a change and you want to change your finances, you know, it can't happen overnight. If you want to be a prayer warrior, you got to get started someplace. If you want to be somebody who reads the Bible daily, you got to get started someplace. And pray. Um, even if it's just, hey, I'm going to commit to whatever I see 
on the prayer focus update. I'm going to pray for that. and I'm going to be committed to that in prayer for the day. Start there. Or I'm going to choose three names off the back of the prayer focus update. And I'm going to start there. There are so many things. So many things. In the morning, um, I'll get up and the first thing I do is, is, is I pray. And I pray for the first things that, that come to my mind. I pray for my wife. I pray for my kids. And as I'm praying with my wife, I try to remember the prayer requests that I have that right at the front. And you know, you know what? Sometimes Michelle will be like, pray for this too. I'm so proud of her when she does that. And that's exciting. Because I can't remember everything. And the more prayers that reach our Heavenly Father, the more, uh, the more God will do. And our God answers, he answers, he answers prayer. Let's close in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, help us to be consistent in prayer. Lord, if I could, if I could convince one person tonight to be a prayer warrior for years, And Lord, I know this world will be blessed. I know our enemy will be scared. And Lord, I just pray that you might help us to pray. Help us to let the first thing that we do in the morning to be to go before the throne of God. Help us to gather around the dinner table and pray. Help us to end our day praising you. Lord, I think about those things that we talked about that we need work on. We need to be praying for your kingdom. We need to be praising you. We need to be giving you the glory that you're doing. And Lord, tonight as we, as we end our evening, we pray for Pastor Dan tomorrow. Lord, we, we all love him. And Lord, we pray for him as he is going to have that procedure. I pray, Lord, that you'll take care of him and that you'll be with him. Answer our requests. In Jesus' name, amen.